Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a holistic health coach and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, services, programs, and current ebooks. You can also find me on my other podcast, Straight Up Paleo. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and most importantly, enjoy the show. I have to be totally honest. I am still recovering from all of the excitement last week of announcing the giveaway for the 100th episode. If you have not already heard my 100th episode and heard about this insanely awesome giveaway, definitely, definitely go back, listen to it, and enter because this is going to be open until March 30th and I have created the most epic giveaway ever. All of my favorite products and brands are included and there will be four winners and one of the winners is even going to get a health coaching session with me. It's going to be amazing and epic and just I'm so excited about how excited you guys are about this giveaway because at the end of the day, I just wanted to do something that you guys would be excited about as well because I realize very much every day. I'm so grateful for all of you and your support. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm letting you know, I really, truly appreciate you. And I would not be able to do what I do every day without you, without your support. So I really, really appreciate it. And I can never tell you that enough. So I hope you know. So these giveaways that I do, um, this is just my way of trying to thank you, even though there will never be enough things that I can give. So this giveaway is awesome. You can enter so many different ways. Just make sure you head to the hundredth episode to learn about all the ways you can enter and all the prizes. You'll get everything from Vital Proteins to Primal Kitchen, Franklin Whitman, Beauty Counter, doTERRA, I can't even remember, Sumtini, Primitive Feast Meals, just all of the things. And one of my favorite things, a company that I love so much and is sponsoring this podcast, Somnifix. You guys know that I love my Somnifix. If you're not familiar with Somnifix, it is mouth tape. Basically, what you do is you put this mouth tape over your mouth at night And it gives you the best night's sleep you will ever, ever have. I know it might sound weird at first, but this is the cool new thing to do. And I am all about doing everything I can to get a good night's rest in, to put my body into that parasympathetic rest and digest mode because so many of us run around in fight or flight, sympathetic high cortisol state, and we need to slow it down. Modern life is just a little too much for us. And my guest today is really, really all about this as well. Lowering the cortisol, de-stressing, calming down, getting enough sleep. And Somnifix has really, really totally transformed my sleep. I used to wake up every single night, multiple times a night. Now I sleep through the entire night. I sleep hard. I wake up actually feeling rested and like I got a good night's sleep. I always remember my dreams because I'm in such a deep state of REM. It's amazing. And if you are somebody who wakes up often during the night, there are a few reasons why this could be. But first of all, you should know that that's not normal. You shouldn't be waking up during the night. Our bodies are basically designed to be able to turn everything off so that we can sleep through the night completely. So if you're waking up to go to the bathroom. That's not actually why you're waking up to pee. It's not to pee. It's something else woke you up. It's usually because your cortisol is spiking in the middle of the night and that's what wakes you up. And then you realize, oh, I have to pee. So that is, your cortisol could be spiking from a number of things. This could be an underlying health issue. It could be from not eating enough the day before. It could be from eating the wrong thing at dinner, but it could also just be if you're breathing through your mouth and your body is not in that parasympathetic state because breathing through your nose puts your body in that parasympathetic rest and digest mode. So nose breathing is really the optimal way to breathe. 
And mouth taping is the perfect way to ensure that during the night you are breathing through your nose. It's going to also help with drooling and snoring. This is huge. If you snore, it could be because you breathe through your mouth. So if you or someone you know snores, definitely check out the mouth taping. It is incredible. But even if you don't snore or drool or anything, I think that everybody should be using mouth tape because you just get such a good night's sleep. And if you're somebody who can't get a full eight hours in, which sadly a lot of people, first of all, you should be prioritizing that. But if you can't, at least make sure that the sleep you are getting is the best sleep ever, which you can do by using this mouth tape. And it's hypoallergenic. It does not hurt to put on or take off. There's a little mouth vent in the front so you can breathe a little bit through it if you need to. So amazing. So definitely check out Somnifix and you can get 15% off if you use the code CR. W sleep C-R-W-S-L-E-E-P. Just go to somnifix.com or Amazon. The their website will link you to Amazon as well. You just buy it through Amazon Prime. You can put in that coupon code and you'll get your 15% off. So highly recommend use your Somnifix. Make sure you take a selfie and share it and tag me and I will repost it and I will love you forever. I love seeing your selfies with your mouth tape because we are gonna make mouth taping the cool thing and then all these people who discover it way after us we're just gonna be like sorry guys you're late you're late to the mouth taping train so i don't know guess i'm cooler than you (laughs) just kidding everyone's cool but you're just extra cool if you mouth tape so my somnifix has been saving me as i have taken the last week to sort of recuperate after the whirlwind of the past few weeks of my life but I'm also realizing just kind of like the next month or so of my life is just a lot is going on for me and I'm a grandma so honestly when there's ever just a single activity in my calendar I get overwhelmed but let me just let you know what's going on so I mean I just got got off of my week of trying to recoup from going to the NTA conference in Vancouver, Washington. And then I had my my midterms for my Nutritional Therapy Association class. That was tiring. And then I had a friend come in town, which was really fun and just had a lot of things with friends going on. That was exciting. And then this weekend, I have quite a few events, which is weird for me. I'm not usually an event person. If you know me, I tend to keep to myself, but sometimes there are events that I do want to go to in LA if the person putting them on I love and that's happening. So that's going to be fun. And then the following week, I so I have that this weekend and then I'm going to be going to Dallas to visit my co-host Kara from my other podcast straight up paleo and our intern Kelly is joining us and it's going to be really fun and I wanted to go there as sort of a pre-birthday present to myself because my birthday is going to be the following week so I'll get home from Dallas then it will be my birthday I have um, friends coming into town and lots of fun things planned for myself for that birthday so stay tuned to see all of the delicious things I eat because I know that's what you really are curious about. Then I have some things in April, some more travel. I'm going to go to Paleo FX. And then I'm going to go back to the Bay Area for a bit because it's my sister's bridal shower and it's Mother's Day and I'm trying to be a good daughter and just all of the things. So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know why spring is... Usually I feel like spring is so dead in terms of my social life, but right now it's just really there's a lot going on. So that's, that's everything with me. You're welcome for the update. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you are attending any of these events, if you are going to be in Dallas in the next few weeks, if you're going to be there when I'm there, make sure you are on the lookout because we will be having a meetup. And if you're going to be at Paleo, Paleo FX and you see me, I would love to meet you. So please say hi. It'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, just a lot of exciting things. So that's kind of what's up with me. And I also do want to let you know, because I've been getting a lot of questions about this, I am going to be opening up signups for my Paleo Women Lifestyle Program again in a few weeks. The next class will run in April. So be on the lookout. Make sure that you are on my email list if you want to get an email when that happens. And also, if you're following me on social media, I will definitely be posting about it. So that's really exciting. Um, The last group wrapped up and they had a really great experience. I just love, love this program because I really get to know the girls in it and we have 
our live calls and we get to work things out. So it's five weeks worth of modules of content. There's a ton of content. You get video and audio lectures from me. You get weekly PDFs, little homework assignments. I think the best parts though, I mean, obviously all of that is incredible and those materials are always there for you but the live calls and just access to our Facebook group so you can be in the community and we all can all support each other is incredible. So this program is all about really just living a healthy lifestyle and transitioning to a paleo lifestyle. So we talk all about food and you get sort of a nutrition crash course and we talk about cooking and grocery shopping and all of those things but it's also about all the other things that go into an overall healthy lifestyle. So you know, your exercise routine, getting enough sunlight, how you're hacking your sleep and emotional, emotional health as well. That's a huge one. We also talk all about balancing hormones and it's just a lot of fun and a really great way to get sort of some group coaching in and you have constant access to me. It's a lot of fun and you will always, always be in the group. So if you're interested in that, then highly recommend staying on the lookout for when those signups go live, because I would love to have you in my program. I also always get questions about who this is for. This is for honestly, anybody who is looking to enhance their life and just live a healthier lifestyle. So I have women in this program who are already really healthy and knowledgeable and they eat a whole foods diet and they exercise and they're just trying to look to enhance their life. And because trust me, no matter who you are, you will learn a lot of information in this program. I can guarantee you. I also have women in this program who are eating a standard American diet and really don't have any healthy practices in their lifestyle to feel better. And just anybody who wants to feel better and find a community of women who are very like-minded and have this growth mindset and this healthy outlook on life you will definitely make some lifelong friends in this group I can guarantee so it's really for any woman who's just looking to feel better and sort of be her own biohacker because I'll teach you all of the things I do (laughs) so be on the lookout for those signups and I'm really excited to start this next round in April that's pretty much all the all the things I have to share with you. I'm super, super excited because this week's guest is a return guest, Jessica Seppel. And if anybody knows how to approach a healthy lifestyle, it is Jessica. She is one of the most incredible humans I've ever come across. Her positivity just radiates throughout a room. She is just so inspirational and has such a strong positive message and I really really admire her and all of the work that she does in this world if you are not familiar with Jessica first of all she has been on this podcast episode 56 so you could listen to that one as well but Jessica is Australia's lead nutritionist soon to be Los Angeles's because she's gonna come out here and just shake things up she's incredible I adore her. She is also an author, a blogger. She's just an overall incredible health and wellness expert. Definitely check out her blog. Her two books, The Healthy Life and Living the Healthy Life, are amazing. And she also has a really incredible program called the JS Health Program that has transformed so many women's lives. It's an eight-week plan to quit diets forever, help you reach a balanced weight, and just find a healthy lifestyle for you. It's really, really amazing. She has so many delicious recipes, so many great health tips, and she has so much experience in this space, and she's just a great person. I mean, I have nothing but amazing things to say about her. I adore her, and I can't wait for her to come back to LA so I can hang out with her because she's the best, but I wanted her to come back on the podcast, and we recorded this a while ago. We recorded this when she was in town for the Good Fest, but I saved it because I wanted to post it after my rebrand just because I wanted to post it after my rebrand. <laughs> um, so we're posting it now. So that's sort of the context was we talk about the good fest at the beginning, but it wasn't too long ago. I like to record in advance anyways, because otherwise my life gets really busy. So I'm really grateful that she came on the show again. I love having her on and I know you guys do too. So I got to get her back on here because she just has so much knowledge to share and has a really incredible balanced approach to life and just so many great tips to share about learning to love yourself and just 
quit all this dieting that's going on and approach things from place of self-love and self-confidence. So I am happy to introduce Jessica and I'm very excited for you guys to hear our little chat. So that being said, here we have the beautiful, lovely, fabulous Jessica Seppel. Hi, Jessica. Hi. How are you? So good to be back. I'm so happy to have you back. Honestly, it's such a treat always to be in your company. You are so sweet. I feel the same. You have the best aura, the best energy. Oh, it's so, so infectious sweet. and it makes me so happy. <laughs> and I've been looking forward to this all week. It's just genuine love you and care for the people that I spend time with. No, I can feel that. And that's why I love your content so much because not many people that genuine love and care actually radiates through oh, their content you, yeah. the way it does for you. I just think life's too short. So every single thing that I do and the people I spend time with, it just has to be worth it and I have to just really genuinely love and care. Yes. I love Every that moment. philosophy. Yeah. And we both just got back from the Good Fest. Yes, that was so much fun. At. I mean, what's better than like a wellness day? Yeah. Filled with inspiration, healthy food, salads, music. Incredible. It was really, I mean, I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to speak to an LA community because I'm so passionate about my message, the Jay's Health message, and I think I, it had a really good response. It had a great response. Yeah, I, fresh people like I, I yeah. it's we were just saying like people are desperate for a fresh new perspective when it comes to health. We mm-hmm. are so inundated with so many mixed messages. We're all confused. We're mm-hmm. all overwhelmed. There's so much fear based thoughts around health like we need to start thinking of a better way to take care of ourselves so I think people appreciated the fresh yeah perspective <laughs> I, yeah well yours was the first talk that I heard in the morning and mm-hmm. right after I was hearing girls say oh my gosh she just changed my life <laughs> yeah and Thank so you. it was incredible I also am curious I mean what you think of the difference between lost the los angeles vibe yeah. versus you know do you know what Australia? i feel i think sydney is incredible mm-hmm. like we're everyone there is like you, you're living the healthy life it's easy to live the healthy life it's becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. um but what i've noticed about californians is they're incredibly excited mm-hmm. they're eager for a, a fresh new way they want to learn more there's a little bit more not that Australia, australians like you know australia is a really small place yeah um so being at the good fest was just you could see the the how big the space is here how big the wellness space is and how many people here are excited to live the healthy life yeah so i think that's what was incredible for me is just getting a sense of how big la is yeah and how many people are confused and overwhelmed and stressed about the healthy life and i just was watching people's faces in the audience like oh my god really like i can have my wine on a saturday night and i don't have to exercise every day and i can give up diets and still achieve you know the things that i want to achieve in my body and like the relief yeah was just really cool to see in the audience well because what you were saying was so much of what no one here is talking about i think just relatable and sustainable manageable there is we just need to think of health we need to understand that there is a kinder simpler more realistic way Mm -hmm. of living a healthy life and i i think yeah that's the sense i got at the good first like yay there are people who um get me and my message and my story yeah a lot of people who resonate do do you feel like the pressures here are more intense than in sydney well listen we're in hollywood yeah so everyone here wants to look good and i get that but i think there is a lot more extremes people latch onto extremes and obsessions perhaps more than like Australians are a little bit more conservative and, and skeptical mm-hmm. um, here you know we're just you're so inundated with so many different extremes and obsessions around health mm-hmm. um, I think there's a lot of overwhelm especially for the young girls yeah. and I think disordered eating disordered relationship with food fad diet culture is probably more prominent here okay are there any specific extremes that you notice since being here i I mean keto vegan but it's not like what you see my philosophy is not really like you know it's about figuring out what works for you and if you find something that works for you that's great but it's about relieving the obsession around it Mm -hmm. and developing a more wholesome relationship with food in your body it's that's the most important starting point like you letting food control you in a negative way are you letting it are you sitting down to every meal feeling stressed anxious guilty well then that's a problem like i'm not again if you find if you're vegan and that works for you makes you feel good i'm all for that Mm -hmm. what i'm concerned about is that people are actually listening to everyone else they're listening to what their social media feed is telling them to do or their friends or their mothers 
and they've actually stopped listening to what works for them as individuals. Mm. And then it also becomes an obsession. If you're eating a certain way and you're just so f- afraid of eating it, you know, it's orthorexia. It's yeah. fixation on righteous eating. It's fear of anything but healthy eating. And that for me is where it gets concerning and problematic. And that's when you start to disconnect from your body and develop disordered eating. Absolutely. So I'm all for different ways of eating if that suits your body. But I'm not I'm, – I'm very passionate about helping people – ensure that their emotional relationships with food is one that is wholesome and that there doesn't need to be so much fear and anxiety around mealtime and that none of us eat perfectly. And in fact, imperfect eating is a part of the healthy life. As a nutritionist, I'm telling you, like actually indulging or going a little bit out of your, you know, going out of your healthy routine is okay. And the body actually thrives off balance and that we need to forgive ourselves and we need to stop striving for perfection when it comes to the healthy life. Yeah, I love that. Going back to sort of the emotional relationship with food, I think that what's interesting and difficult is I think so many people recognize that they feel almost trapped in their heads and trapped you know maybe they've hopped on some kind of fad diet and they know they're obsessed with this and they know it's not healthy but they don't know what to do next to start healing that relationship yes like you know you're a prisoner in this in your head but you don't know how to break free yeah do you have any tips like how do you what's the first thing to do when you after you do recognize okay i'm in an unhealthy place how do you well, the truth is, first, that you don't need to do it alone. Uh-huh. So if you do need, like, if this is if this has become an emotional problem and that you're noticing behaviors that you can't control, like, therapy is a good starting point. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do this alone. Sometimes even a, a good nutritionist who has a balanced point of view mm-hmm. could also help. So you don't need to feel like you're in this alone, right? Number one. So seek professional advice when you feel like it's getting dangerous, for sure. And we, like, I've spent my whole life in therapy. (laughs) Like, there's no shame. There's no need to feel shameful around, you know. I love it. Exactly. (laughs) Like, in my opinion, it's a a luxury to be able to um, speak to someone in that way. And the next thing is you've actually got to block out the noise of the diet culture. You actually have to. You've got to throw away those diet books. You've got to stop YouTubing this diet, that diet. You've got to unfollow those people on social media who are causing you anxiety or you're comparing yourself to or promoting extremes or fads. Sometimes you've just got to block it out. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason why I want you to block it out is because it helps you tune back in. And so then reconnecting with your body is the next step. Because when you reconnect with your body, you start to develop... a loving kind relationship with your body right Mm -hmm. and then you make choices based on that see the whole thing for me is waking up every day and basing your and making choices based on a sense of love and gratitude and kindness towards your body if you have that you you make balanced choices with food and your lifestyle so the ways to reconnect there's so many different ways you can reconnect your body for me yoga when i'm practicing yoga i'm reconnecting to my body i I leave there feeling reconnected to myself disconnecting from social media first thing in the morning last thing at night so i have boundaries with social media as as you know i don't check it in the morning and i switched off by seven eight o'clock every single night without fail Mm -hmm. that why because that helps me reconnect to myself helps me reconnect to my husband gives me space to be with me Mm -hmm. see we're so distracted in this day and age with technology and social media and busyness and chaos how can we not how of course we're not connected to ourselves and of course we're not connected to, to our appetites and that and then also embracing mindful and intuitive eating and that's now become like a bit of a fad itself yeah so all all i'm saying in that is let's the first step is let's set down to our meals with kind thoughts and without the distraction and technology so just simply by removing social media and technology around mealtime immediately you're you're going to allow yourself to reconnect your appetite and to how food makes you feel Mm -hmm. see the best thing to do is figure out which which foods work for you as an individual as i said no fad diet fits one person yeah and how so how do you figure out which foods work for you well it's an experimentation game Mm -hmm. you've got to reconnect your body and your appetite do things that help you reconnect like yoga brisk walking in nature early nights disconnection from social media and then actually discovering like if you eat a salad with protein good fats you're you're probably going to feel amazing afterwards if you eat cereal processed cereal like if you feel good afterwards that's great but a lot of people feel tired and exhausted afterwards yeah that doesn't work for you so we're going to change it up and so you've got to be kind and gentle see it it does take time and experimentation to figure out which food or diet works for you 
it's a journey. The healthy life is a long-term journey, but slow. if you embrace it with a sense of kindness and patience, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't eat gluten, not because it's faddish and honestly, it's probably the only rule I have. It just makes me tired. Mm-hmm. Just makes me tired. Yeah. So I'll still go on the weekend and have a piece of sourdough or rye toast with peanut butter or avocado. Yum. Love it. I don't have any fear or obsession mm-hmm. around not having gluten, but I avoid it because it makes me tired. I love to add good fats and proteins to my meals because it energizes me, gives me brain energy. I wake up in the morning, it's good for my adrenal glands. I wake up fresh and energized. So yeah. just connecting to it. I don't drink more than one coffee. You know, my coffee, yeah. my coffee rule, everyone <laughs> I love that rule. one coffee a day before 10 a.m. I just uh-huh. think it supports adrenal glands and supports the liver. So, and, so I don't drink two or three coffees a day because when I do, I wake up tired the next morning because mm. it disrupts my cortisol and melatonin rhythm mm-hmm. so it's just about education and and just experimentation and yeah. reconnecting to your body yeah and i i love the way you ordered that because the thing is people people don't realize that they can't figure out which foods are going to work for them if they don't do the first steps Reconnect. of the emotional work and yeah. then like you're saying removing these triggers from social media have like to. you have to start there you can't just hop straight well, into what's working for me because at the end of the day what people's people are eating their meal and they're thinking what's is this meal working for me yeah. at the same time scrolling through yeah. their instagram feed yeah. comparing it to this meal of the some girl 100%. you know that's why i'm saying actually like one of the first steps is actually just to block it out yeah sometimes ignorance is bliss and sometimes it helps us really find clarity like we're inundated so much inundation if we don't set boundaries in this day and age we're not going to be able to find balance. Yeah. We're too inundated. No. I feel it myself. Oh, I just I told you before we sat yeah. down, I, t- I was tell you guys, mm-hmm. I deleted my Instagram for the day yeah. because I was starting to feel disconnected from myself. I was mm-hmm. starting to feel bombarded, inundated. It was so much stuff, so much information from my work, personal life. I've, and I, I can sense that I start to disconnect from myself and I start to feel, and when you disconnect from yourself, you start to feel agitation, anxiety, your sleep starts to get disrupted. Yeah. So by simply removing my Instagram today, just for a couple of hours, I already feel more in touch with myself. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? No, I totally agree. I was just, Kate from the Good Fest was over last night and I was telling her, I said, today I, I realized I wasted maybe most of my day and I was just responding to text messages and emails and messages on Instagram and I wasted my whole day doing that. Yeah, and, and then you. But then the thing about the consequence of that is you. You're not you. You've lost that touch, that connection with yourself yeah. for a minute, and that shows up in different ways. Mm-hmm. That can show up with your eating. Start to become a little bit more obsessive with your eating because you're starting to feel more anxious around. Anxiety starts to pop up when you disconnect from yourself, or mm-hmm. fixation, or obsession, or like perfectionism. Like when you're not connected to yourself, that you start to the anxiety and control shows up in different ways. Mm-hmm. I notice that when I'm feeling like I have so many messages to answer and so many people I'm responding to and all this information, I'm sort of speeding through my day. 100%. And I pride myself. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a very slow eater and very mindful. I take a very long time, yeah, yeah. time to eat my meals. I chew very thoroughly. I'm yeah. very present because I know I will not digest yeah. it unless I do that. And I notice on days where I am responding too much to those messages i speed through my meals i eat so fast because it's your pace of yeah. the day. So we've, you know what that's just such a good point we have to slow down our pace and mm-hmm. i'm so passionate about stress and cortisol levels yeah we know cortisol is a stress hormone and i think it has in the balanced amounts it's great but i think that too many of us are living off adrenaline which affects your cortisol levels and when your cortisol levels are out of balance it affects so many different hormonal pathways we know it affects thyroid we know it has an effect on digestion we know it has an effect on melatonin and how Mm -hmm. you can fall asleep at night so just if you can just get your stress under control with boundaries the jsl stress-free zone Mm -hmm. limiting social media Sleep at sleeping at night, limiting your caffeine intake, all those little things that help you monitor your stress. Yeah. Um, you immediately slow down and manage everything in your life better, I, and your relationship with food improves. Yeah, because so many of us are, as you just said, that that very fast pace it, it cr- creates anxiety, and that is very much linked to your rela- that will show up in your relationship with food. Mm-hmm. I totally agree, and I think that almost everybody has too high cortisol levels and i am also curious what you think about this i mean i noticed a correlation between that and also in this area at least there's an epidemic of amenorrhea yeah 
Definitely. Yes. Are you Google, seeing Because one of my biggest things, right? Yeah. So when young girls come and see me, amenorrhea is loss of period mm-hmm. or irregular period. So the first thing I would do, and it would be so hard, is my, my big – there are a few things that I do, but one of my biggest things is that I actually have to stop intense exercise for a period of time because their period always comes back. But why? Because cortisol, adrenaline, mm-hmm. that whole thing. When it's when your body is stressed out, it is your period – it's, it's very hard for a period to be regular because it disrupts so many different yeah. pathways. So that's why just calming, it's the, your nervous system, right? The parasympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, when you find the balance between the two, so many of us are living off that adrenaline, which is your sympathetic nervous system. You want to you utilize more of your parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that when, you, when that nervous system is active, everything starts to calm down so that's when a period comes back and exercise can unfortunately push you into the sympathetic dominance mode Mm -hmm. where you're just living off this adrenaline so sometimes intense exercise unfortunately brings up cortisol Mm -hmm. right so i'm not saying that work that's for everyone but with young girls what i like them to do is to they can do the one to two intense workouts a week, but then the rest of the time I want them to slow it down and to do more feminine, gentle versions of exercise, Pilates, yoga, mm-hmm. walking in nature, something that really is feminine and brings and doesn't really push you over the edge. Mm-hmm. Period comes so after about a month when I when they commit to that with me, they stop the crazy running, boot camp, spinning suddenly their period comes back also fats fear of fats i get it i was fearful of fats for most of my life um but fats are really important for the hormonal system Mm -hmm. so adding some more good fats olive oil avocado nuts and seeds to your diet also really helped these young girls um get their periods back Mm -hmm. and also again just balancing the whole um hormonal system with lifestyle adjustment more sleep more rest commitment to boundaries of social media yeah, um, because thing. that's and cortisol great inducing we, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. social media 100 percent causes mm-hmm. stress within me. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about you, but no, I, I'm, I'm scrolling way. on my social media. I can actually feel my heart uh, racing. That's why I have these strict rules about switching my phone off at by seven or eight p.m. because it allows my whole body and my mind to slow down, calm down before, and then I can have, a, then I can fall asleep and stay asleep. Mm-hmm. See, if you're creating adrenaline and stress and cortisol before you go to bed, you're going to have disrupted sleep cycle. Yeah, no, I'm, and we I'm know when I'm that. tired, everything gets affected. Yeah. Yeah, I think people don't realize that all of these different types of stressors all affect your cortisol. They, they think, all affect phys- your yeah, physical body. Yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't realize that this emotional stress also affects your physical your, body. Yeah, <laughs> your body listens to what your mind says. Exactly. What's going on, your, your body is so smart. It, it, will, it will show up physically. What you're going through mentally and emotionally always shows up physically. Absolutely. So I want to talk more about exercise with yeah. you because this is something a lot of people wanted me to ask you about. And this yeah. is also something that... Um, people were talking about after you gave your your talk at the yeah, Good people Fest. People get a bit shocked by people, my philosophy. <laughs> yeah, especially here because I li- this mm. is Los Angeles where we're talking seven days a week boot camp, mm-hmm. you know, high intensity yeah. for an hour, yeah. you know, every day, maybe two a day workouts. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is so crazy to them. And people were asking in my Facebook group, you know, what is your exercise routine like? Yeah. How much is too much? How much is too little? Yeah. They want to know Firstly, more. I'd like to start off by saying that I exercise for twice a day, most <laughs> of my life, in the in the most obsessive way. Mm-hmm. Boot camp, spinning, running, like everything you can imagine. I drove myself into a very bad place with my body. So I get that obsession with exercise. I really understand. But my philosophy came out of just clinical experience. I was practicing in I was in my private practice, my private nutrition practice, and I was with patients, and they would come and see me. That most of them would be presenting with the same symptoms: mm-hmm. inability to lose weight, stress, sleep disruption, low energy. And these were people that were exercising a lot. They were boot camping, they were cycling, they were running, walking. Like I'm not talking. These people were presenting with low energy, sugar craving, sleep disruption, weight issues right mm. but they were exercising yeah. same as me i was over exercising but i was never able to control my weight the way i wanted to i was sleeping terribly i was waking up tired my sugar cravings were really bad so what happened was when i started practicing in, in private practice i noticed this trend that the women who were over exercising and over stressing their bodies were the ones that were struggling so i just would experiment and we would and i would be doing the same with myself we would start to cut back on the intense exercise so 
by the way, this does not this does not apply to everyone because if you are, this is for people who are intensely exercising and still not achieving what they want to achieve. Yeah. If you are intensely exercising, boot camping, cycling, and that is, and you are energized and you don't have crazy sugar cravings and your weight is balanced, keep doing what you're doing, please. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. This is for the other people who are doing all that but not feeling good mm-hmm. so we would just experiment i would cut back on their intense exercise to more gentle versions pilates yoga walking some rest days i mean this would take a lot of negotiation i'd be sitting there across from them and i'd say they would freak out i mean if you're an if you're an obsessive exerciser like i was if someone tells you not to exercise it's like panic yeah. mode yeah. like you freak out so we would have to like negotiate a little bit i was always a very kind nutritionist and I, <laughs> you can imagine i was always like it's okay let's come to an agreement i used to say to them I said at the good first, I used to say to them, listen, if this is f- so scary for you, pop into my office in five days. We'll make sure nothing crazy is happening. If you start putting on weight, because I would always be so fearful of putting on weight, or mm-hmm. if you're putting on weight or you're not sleeping as well, or you're whatever, if something negative happens, we'll go right back mm-hmm. to what you were doing. But the truth is, let's remember what you're doing right now is not working. So let's try a different way. So eventually it would come to an agreement that, that for one week or two weeks, they would reduce their exercise. And I'm telling you, like 80, 90% of the women who came back into my office had looser clothes the next week. They were sleeping better. Their energy had increased and they weren't intensely craving sugar mm-hmm. or carbohydrates. So this was just from experimentation, right? And I think a lot of it has to do with your nervous system and just finding ways to support a healthy nervous system, support healthy cortisol levels and still exercise. Listen, I'm a practitioner. Exercise is incredibly important for your mind, for your cardiovascular system, for everything, for your endorphins. We Mm -hmm. need to exercise, but are we overdoing it? And is, is it working for you? Like you've got to ask the question, is it is it serving you because mm. exercise is meant to energize you it's meant to give you that happy endorphin hit it's meant to like help you to control the way you feel about yourself so mm-hmm. is that serving you like you've got to ask yourself the question because if it's not there might be another way yeah so for me two sessions of intense exercise is okay it's balanced like Mm -hmm. but sometimes 30 minutes 40 minutes is actually enough Mm -hmm. right I do think interval training is great and a little bit of weight training for women I think yoga is an incredible form of exercise for women it's feminine and Mm -hmm. it's you can get a sweat but you also are calming down the nervous system at the same time Pilates is great because you're building lean muscle which we know is so important for women but also embracing rest days but the thing about this is my philosophy is we need to start exercising in ways that we love and Mm -hmm. with kindness if you're slogging it out at the gym and attending boot camp every day and hating it and dreading going to it like that's not the healthy life yeah but what i'm saying to everyone is if you are over exercising and it's not and it's not giving you the results or serving you there may be another way and maybe the js health way Mm -hmm. with moderate exercise and being more gentle and kind with your body and actually embracing more rest Mm -hmm. might benefit you okay and i've seen it i mean i've seen thousands of women achieve incredible results i mean on my eight-week program which gets crazy results and transformation i'm telling them to like have rest days yeah i'm telling them to like no do no more than 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. and then definitely rest on the weekends like this i'm really bringing it down cutting back and people say like at first it was really scary yeah, they well, would so, achieve because essentially what you're saying is so what you said like five days a week then I think like four or five days a week four to five days a week of, of 30 40 minutes uh-huh. and, and ways in ways that you love yeah like what it, what like I know going to yoga Pilates sometimes dance classes make me mm-hmm. feel really happy and excited or going and doing an intervals training at the gym for 30 minutes like with my music that I love that personally mm-hmm. or love walking in nature yeah it's one of my favorite things so, I love that you say that because this is something I was actually talking to my friend about the other day people say oh it's a rest day so i'm going on a hike no a hike is a workout yes it's still it's still a lot (laughs) yeah sometimes like lying in bed sleeping in Mm -hmm. having a late breakfast is actually so healthy Mm -hmm. so what i'm saying is we're obsessing over exercise we're feeling terrible amounts of guilt when we don't we're putting so much pressure on ourselves like all of us work full-time we mothers daughters sisters friends like Mm -hmm. and then we're putting ourselves under enormous pressure to exercise at the end of the day or make sure before at 5 a.m before work like 
that's fine if you can do that a few days a week but they're going to be some days that you're going to just be tired and you just like I think we're just putting too much pressure on ourselves to exercise every do the perfect workout every day for one or two hours like it's too much and if it's not serving you and providing you giving you the results Mm -hmm. that you're wishing for there can be an there could be another way yeah I think that also, even if maybe it is giving you the results, but you could still have the same results with doing less. Why yeah. wouldn't you do less? Well, let's see. And, <laughs> and as I said, if, if it's working for you, if it's, if it's yeah. intense, exercise is serving you. Keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. This is for the people who are saying, I'm exercising every single day like a crazy person and I'm not achieving what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. That's for you guys. Like, yeah. And, you know, I just think too much pressure too much focus on obsession and perfection like Mm -hmm. the body is strong and also too many of us are working away our diet sins so we eat badly and we're like oh well i'm gonna do do a one hour run afterwards like that also worsens your relationship with food Mm -hmm. like you can't think i'm gonna eat the two pizzas and then i'm gonna go for a run like that's punishing your body we have to change that mindset you know you cannot rely on exercise to punish your body yeah because of what you've eaten that day yeah Exercise is simply there to support you, to give you balance, to help your mindset, to give to support your cardiovascular strength and system, but it's not there to punish your body because of different diet sins in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, that's why I think also sometimes less exercise helps to heal your relationship with food because the obsession, I mean, they often go hand in hand. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Obsession with exercise often is linked to obsession with eating. Mm-hmm. So we want to like we want to balance both at the yeah. same time. So obviously Jay's health is all about balancing your relationship with food, nourishing your relationship with food. And I'm definitely not a fitness expert, but I'm also like balance and nourish yeah. the exercise component as well. Find yeah. balance with that too, because they often are linked. Yeah. And also going back to this fear of weight gain. Yeah. But this is the thing. I think that a lot of people have unrealistic weight goals. Yeah. And we're trying to fit into our genes from when we were 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also going back to the amenorrhea thing, I mean, I see this all the time. Sometimes you have to put on more weight than you think Sometimes in, order, in order to gain back your period, but we have to focus well, on w- health, right? Yeah, skinny <laughs> is everywhere. Like, it dominates our social media feed. Mm-hmm. It's on celeb- It's all over the celebra- celebrity culture. It's part of our culture. Like, mm-hmm. let's just be honest. Like, skinny yeah. is, for most of my teenage life, like, being thin made me feel more lovable. Mm-hmm. Like, being thin became my goal in life, and it's so sad, and... What I'm trying to say is, listen, we need to be comfortable in our clothes, but why are we trying to be perfectly skinny? Firstly, when I was at my skinniest, I was my most unhappy. I second that. <laughs> like, I, I've never felt more alone mm-hmm. and more disconnected from myself and the people around me mm-hmm. when I was buried in a dis- in an eating disorder or disordered eating and really thin, skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, I never felt worse. So why can't we come to a place where it's not perfect, not you know too skinny where it's healthy where we feel yes i do believe as a practitioner you need to feel comfortable in your clothes we want to have positive body image we want to look in the mirror and be like oh i feel good we want to have body confidence but that's that's enough Mm -hmm. see we get there and then we want more we strive for perfection we have to get to the point where we're just grateful for the fact that our bodies are functioning we have and like honestly i'm like listen i i've i'm i've recovered from a really bad relationship with food in my body definitely still have bad days and moments but i have the tools in my box to deal with them right Mm -hmm. but the important thing is is to my i'm waking up every morning and i'm just utterly grateful for what i do have and then the moment you change your mindset from weight conscious to health conscious right Mm -hmm. everything starts to shift firstly when you embrace the healthy life your weight will balance but it will balance to where your body's happy at you know and you don't we cannot try and be at the weight we were when we were 16 and try and fit into those skinny jeans from when we were 16, 17, 18 or be at that weight when we were a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like our bodies change, our bodies get ready to have a baby, hormones change. Like you cannot, you just got, you just want to get to a point where you're comfortable and happy and you have positive body image, positive positive body Mm -hmm. confidence Mm -hmm. and that is good enough. Yeah. Right? That is good enough and if we together come together as a group of women and say that is the new goal, waking up, feeling grateful for your energy, for your skin, for the fact that you can walk out of bed and go for a beautiful workout and eat delicious, healthy food. Like that is my definition of healthy. Yeah. That is my definition of feeling good. That's my definition of body confidence is waking up and feeling good in my own body. I love that. But I mean, that's not, I mean, so when you're at a place when you were underweight or, you know, so skinny, 
But what the I'm process s- of gaining weight yes. is, so, is, oh is my difficult. God. And that's another n- another time for me to say you don't need to do that alone. Yeah. You really don't need to do that alone. I was in therapy. Mm-hmm. I was seeing a really great nutritionist who was a doctor. Like I was getting support from a lot of different areas. But the truth, the reason why I started JH Health in the first place is because I don't feel like I had enough support. Yeah. I really, that is the, that's why like teenagers, are, I'm so passionate about them because I wish with all my heart that I had someone saying to me, it's okay. Like it is okay. You'll get through this. You don't need to be striving for perfection the way you are. Um, And I wish I had more role models around me who were like helping spread that message. Mm -hmm. So, and I still don't think we have enough of these role models, right? So gaining weight is scary. You don't need to do it alone because as you were saying initially, it's you're a prisoner in your own mind. So it is so much about dealing with your psychological mind Mm -hmm. and behaviors around eating and that does sometimes need professional help i agree and i also think that is definitely the time you know for me that was the time when i unfollowed i turned deleted instagram i didn't go on facebook i i completely at least unfollow the people who you're comparing yourself to yeah if not just i mean that's the time when you don't need to be comparing yourself to anybody 100 percent. you know that is when like you've really got to switch off because also a lot of it's not real yeah what you're seeing on social media is airbrush and it's not it's just not real half mm-hmm. the time. So, listen, at this, it's, it's hard because you're also seeing people who are who they are. They're showing them bodies because they're body confident. And that's also inspiring. But if it is causing you anxiety, then unfollow. Exactly. And, and definitely seek professional help. Yeah. Fear of gaining weight is it's real. It's a yeah. real thing. And I really understand and resonate. Yeah. Um, but the body needs more of your love and care. You have to nourish And if you're it. underweight, like, as we said, like, you think that being at your skinniest will make you, give you the body confidence and happiness that you are after, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Like, yeah, I totally agree. I definitely didn't feel as happy and as excited as I thought I would when I was at my skinniest. Yeah, I felt the worst I've ever felt. Ever. Yeah, and I think people... Because being in that trap yeah. of striving for perfection is, it's a dark place. Mm-hmm. When you're in that bubble of perfection where you want everything every single thing to be perfect the way you look the way you're fitting into your jeans the way you're eating your perfect breakfast your perfect lunch your perfect it's, it is a dark scary place like thinking back to my disordered eating and how I would wake up and care so like I literally the number on the scale would determine my self-worth number one mm-hmm. and then the way the way I would eat for the rest of the day had to be so perfect and have I ever fell away from that for a second if I ever diverted away from that perfect meal plan I would just bury myself in in terrible amounts of self-loathing self self-loathing and guilt yeah so that's a dark place yeah i think a lot of times people don't realize what they're actually looking for yeah. and so they're trying to pretend it's a number but then when you think about okay so say you reach this number On then the scale, what then what yeah. and like why like who says that you're not like everyone's number like it's not fair to yeah. like latch onto a specific number and letting numbers define things for you, letting them control your life is so dangerous. That's why part of my eight-week program, I tell people to give up the scale for three yeah. months at least. You won't, believe, forever. you won't believe the result. And then no, because, because they do end up giving it up forever yeah. because they see the incredible results they get when they give up because the scale triggers stress. Mm-hmm. So when you give up the scale, I've not, I've, this is on my eight-week program, people give up the scale for three weeks and what happens? They suddenly achieve weight balance. They suddenly have a healthier relationship with food. Because the truth is when you wake up and you don't like that number on the scale, you'll punish yourself for the rest of the day with over-exercising or overeating or under-eating. Mm-hmm. Like it's so extreme. It triggers obsessive behavior. Yeah. But I want to say to everyone, like, you are not alone. Like, I get you. You're not alone in the struggle, in the struggle with letting numbers, carbohydrate counting or calorie counting or scale watching like control your life like I get it but I want to tell everyone that there is another way and that you can find freedom Mm -hmm. with food and your weight and your life like being free like I'm just so grateful every day now that I'm free in my own body because I was trapped yeah so many years no I agree a number definitely does not indicate health anything but like why like (laughs) as we said initially like we're trying to like get to that weight that we were when we're 16 or I don't know like there's for some reason we get pierced in our minds with a specific number that we should be like that's crazy agreed that is really crazy that doesn't make any sense yeah it's usually because you're avoiding something else I will say like feeling comfortable in my clothes yeah yes like that that 
that's all. Like mm-hmm. I'm not definitely not letting numbers define me, but if I'm not comfortable in my clothes, like that does make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So there are ways to monitor how you, like I see, I'm not one of these practitioners that just says body love, body love, because the truth is eating well yeah. and feeling good in your clothes or feeling comfortable in your own body is part of body love. Yes. You know, you Thank can't you. just say yeah. like, you can't just say body love, body love. Like you actually have to do things that help you feel body love. Mm-hmm. And if you're eating well, you will immediately feel body love. If mm-hmm. you're feeling comfortable in your skin, your relationship with your body and your relationship with yourself improves. But I'm not, then we have to be careful. We're not saying to be perfect. We're not saying to be skinny. We're saying just to be in a place of body love, in a place of body comfort, in a place of positive body image and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the nutrition because yes. I had some questions about this. Yes. So you focus a lot on protein and fats, which I love. People want to know how much protein yeah. they should be getting. Yeah. So like... You know, when you study nutrition, you know, you know, about 150 to 200 grams of protein, palm size, like everyone's different. But the reason why, listen, I believe in all the macronutrients, like mm-hmm. carbs, fats, proteins, fiber, like we need all of them. Like yeah. that's why they exist because the body actually thrives and needs all of these different macronutrients. Mm-hmm. So we mean, we want to make the best choices when it comes to those macronutrients, you know, mm-hmm. we, when it comes to carbohydrates, I believe in the low-GI carbohydrates. I preferably like the gluten-free grains. Mm -hmm. I love the ones that are really high in fiber. Um, When it comes to protein, you want to be going for the organic versions of protein. You don't want to overdo it either. Mm -hmm. A palm-sized portion of protein at each meal is really great. I mean, protein is our most satiating macronutrients. What keeps our blood sugar is really nice and stable throughout mm-hmm. the day. So I've noticed through the plant-based culture and community, everyone's becoming vegan, which I have so much respect for, but you need to be very careful then with what's happening with your protein intake. Mm-hmm. You've got to be adding in the beans and leg- legumes and tempeh and whatever you have to do to keep your protein levels, um, keep you satiated with the, with enough protein. Um, yeah at each meal and also we know amino acids they're so important for different functions of the body yeah and so people are wondering when they become vegan or plant-based why they're starting to crave sugar and carbohydrates and not feeling satisfied after meals it's because they're probably not just getting enough protein so 150 gram 100 150 200 grams of protein is but i don't like again i don't like people to focus on exact numbers like yeah you, well, you know like a, a a palm-sized portion of chicken breast or mm-hmm. a fillet of fish mm-hmm. or a fillet of steak like that's or half a cup of beans and legumes like that's you, you get a sense of what's moderate in my I mean in my books in my program I always do gently guide people yeah. on portion sizes but you when you start to reconnect your appetite you start to figure out how much is enough yeah and you want to have all the food groups there yeah and we know that like fiber in our greens and our legumes and our beans also, so it helps you feel satiated. So making sure you're adding lots of that. Good fats. I mean, I was so afraid of good fats for most of my life, but they're so satiating. If I have, if I don't have, actually lunchtime is a really good example. When I don't have fats at lunch, I notice I'm absolutely hungry in the afternoon and I have these, an intense sugar, like an intense energy drop at about 4 or 5 p.m. So I'm very passionate about good fats, especially at lunchtime. And I have this crazy, hilarious rule that everyone loves, which is called the Jay's Health 4 to 5 p.m. snack. Mm-hmm. I like it to be a protein-rich snack, trying to avoid natural sugars like fruit, because I've noticed when people eat fruit or sugars in the afternoon, it tends to k- trigger sugar cravings in the evening and after dinner. So it's the only time I say try and have a really satiating snack, like raw almonds or Greek yogurt or, pro- or some bliss protein balls, bliss balls, or mm-hmm. a nice smoothie that's filled with protein and good fiber. There's, I mean, there's lots of carrot sticks and hummus. Yeah. And then, well, going back to the protein. Yeah, I bring up the protein because protein has been so all over the place because yeah. it's interesting that you th- throw out those numbers because to me I mean I don't think anybody would go for 200 grams naturally you know yeah naturally but, like you like you see we know naturally as humans like what feels right yeah but the thing is people have become really afraid of protein yeah because of the the keto movement yeah. and everybody's saying you know you know Good women fats. women only need 50 58 grams of protein a day I personally think that's too low. <laughs> um, yeah. I would get, I would be starving. Listen, I, I don't, I don't actually, I've never researched the keto diet. Yeah. Like I know obviously what it is, but like, 
My philosophy is just balanced and attainable and manageable long term. Mm-hmm. See, when my patients used to come and see me in practice, they say, by the way, the, whatever diet plan, whatever meal plan we make up for you, I want you to be able to eat like this now and forever. Exactly. Like, yes, you can latch onto these diet trends. And, and I see lots of my friends do it, but what they, they do it for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Why not find a way of eating that can last a lifetime? Yeah. That makes you feel good for life. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, these extremes um, are great. Yeah. You might, they might get results, but are they manageable and sustainable long term? Probably not the extremes have just made it so confusing to what is moderate you know same with like um the fats so whereas some people are coming from the place of they don't add any fat to any food Mm. and then they think okay well now i'm high fat but maybe high fat to what to one person is having one tablespoon of fat Mm -hmm. and high fat to another is having five you know and so these extremes have just made it so confusing to everybody yeah um, yeah. How can you not feel confused? Yeah, exactly. We're all confused. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, the Jerry's Health way is simplifying it. Mm-hmm. There is an easier way yeah. to achieve a healthier life, honestly. And, yeah. like, I'm so fr- – and, like, even me, I, I, I get the research, right? I get I, – like, sometimes – the other day I was, like, looking at the 5-2 diet research again. I mean, I remember studying and I was like, I'm like, this is good mm-hmm. research. Like, there is good research with the fasting, 100%. But then I remind myself, like sometimes we all get tempted. I'm like, oh, fasting, maybe like it, it does promote anti-aging. Maybe it is really good for the cardiovascular system or your blood sugar levels. Like the research is there. But but do I want to have a tormenting relationship with food again? Mm-hmm. Do I want to immerse like those days that you're fasting, the way you obsess over mm-hmm. food when you're not, when you're telling yourself you can only have 500 calories. I mean, yeah. as I said earlier, I don't want to be in that dark place anymore with myself or my weight or food. I don't, yeah. I want to, I, I'm so grateful for the freedom that I have with yeah. my body. I mean, and that also creates a cortisol response. 100%. So that's and the another. fact that I am committed to never dieting again literally is like a de-stressor yeah just that mentality like i was saying at the good fest i wake up every single day with a mentality that's based on kindness and respect and love towards my body and Mm -hmm. that means never latching onto obsession or fad diets because Mm -hmm. that creates stress in my body yeah exactly it's just another thing somebody wanted me to ask you what you think about lectins yeah and if they should all be avoided because this is another hot topic i know see like no because that's (laughs) like that will you will create thank you so when, when someone's presenting with histamine intolerance or can't tolerate this food or that food, right? Uh, intolerances are a real thing. Mm-hmm. But the first thing to really nourish is your gut health. That I always, I saw it in my practice, when you nourish your gut health, right? Then you're, you'll be able to tolerate foods better. Yeah. So the first step is to really work on your gut microbiome. Bi- mi- microbiome. Mm-hmm. You want to balance the good and bad bacteria, like probiotics, but feeding your... Feeding the like feeding the good bacteria with lots of fiber, good fats, greens. You want to feed the good bacteria with probiotics, probably under the guidance of a practitioner. And you want to eliminate the foods that feed the bad bacteria, like sugar, mm-hmm. alcohol, preservatives, processed and packaged foods, basically. And you really want to take care of your stress levels because we know that stress is directly. In, mm-hmm. um, connected to gut health yeah so you really like i mean i have a whole week and like i i mean i just talk so much about taking care of your gut health is the first step if you're presenting with food intolerances or you're something's making you feel bad you really just want to nourish your gut health yeah i think but i first. mean this is why it confuses people because they're getting this information that lectins destroy your gut health and create leaky gut yeah. um but i just I just think, I just think well, it goes I, too far. I think the stress, like, I'll think, I'll think about it from my perspective. The stress of having to eliminate zucchini and squash. No, like, that's the thing. That's going to destroy my gut health <laughs> more what, than elected. Well, I, in my, in my head. A hundred million percent. Like, <laughs> the way, that's why, like, FODMAP. FODMAP yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. Like, oh, amazing yeah, for your gut. Like, yeah. the... But the way, the the amount of fear yeah. that you create over different foods, like never again will you look at avocado the same way after that. Yeah, well, let me tell you from, so when I was diagnosed with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you know, I had to go in the low FODMAP diet and I was very, I'm very good at following rules with this history yeah. of, you know, so I, I did it, but I felt so depressed afraid. and afraid of these foods and I wasn't getting better. Well, and it also as, stops you from being being a normal person. Yeah, exactly. You can't go out if, exactly. you, if you can't eat all these things. And they tell you, you have to go on low FODMAP to get rid of your SIBO, right? Yeah. And I did it for, you know, 
six weeks and See? I wasn't getting better. See, you never do these things for more than a short period yeah, of time. Yeah, I did it. And my doctor was like, you have to stay on it. And I said, I'm not doing it anymore. And I got off of it. Um, and once I got off of it and started eating all the high FODMAP foods, guess what? My SIBO went away. So yeah, guess what? <laughs> yeah, guess what? So I think that's a testament, you know, when people will say, you know, the, that's why. the research low FODMAP has, you know, 85% success. That's I why don't. such a big part of gut health is really calming yeah. down the stress response. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, same time, nourishing the bacteria in the gut yeah. and making sure it's balanced because we know that this, our stress, this, this world we're living in is not helping our bacteria. So we just, exactly. We, I, I really think with it, you've got to be very, very careful when it comes to these like diets that promote giving up all our favorite food. Yeah. <laughs> and as you said, you were depressed. Yeah. Like, I is, was. That, is that worth it? No, absolutely not. And not I, worth yeah, it. Yeah. I learned that that was a big turning point for me yeah. in learning to listen to myself over a practitioner yeah. sometimes yeah. because they don't know what yeah. it's like to be in your body. And if I know something is stressing me out and making me unhappy, then that's not, that's why. So if I read an article like, which I do all the time about, don't have this it's going to yeah. destroy your gut health i just i just don't take i don't i don't let it like consume me mm-hmm. you know because the truth is there's there is an article that supports the like there's there'll be an argument for the good and the bad exactly. of one point for everything yeah but, so like that's why we need to tune back in and figure out what works for us absolutely okay we have to wrap up, but I, one co- yeah, one last question. So, because you focus on protein and fats, but you also don't exclude carbohydrates. No. What do you think is, how do people work the carbohydrates into their diets yeah. in like a maintainable? Uh, well, as I said, listen, when it comes to carbohydrates, you want the unprocessed kinds. You want to avoid the white ones. You mm-hmm. want to have the ones that are low GI that support good blood sugar balance and high fiber ones. The thing is, what I said is gluten makes people tired from my experience. So I do love the gluten-free grains and mm-hmm. those starchy vegetables, sweet potato, pumpkin, so <laughs> butternut squash, um, like, your, you know, even cauliflower has some good carbohydrates mm-hmm. in it. Um brown rice or basmati rice is great quinoa is great but i mean oat bran oats can be great if you tolerate it well not everyone does you got to tune in so those are really good sources of carbohydrates in my opinion Mm -hmm. um and but if you are craving to have sourdough toast or rye toast with your eggs in the morning that's fine too Mm -hmm. you just got to monitor how you feel after that but there's Mm -hmm. such good gluten-free carbohydrate alternatives these days Mm -hmm. i make mung bean pasta and brown rice pasta and i make the most amazing homemade cereal got lots of recipes for that i make my own granola you know, I make yeah. my own, like, and it, no, but the, I don't have time. These things, I, I really have created recipes that are no, so easy. not time consuming. Yeah. Like, what are some of your favorite, like, I make my, I've really good, got a good, good gluten-free loaf on my website. Ooh, I, I mean, health stores sell good gluten-free yeah. loaves now. Yeah. Like, we're living in a world now where it's really not hard to pick good carbohydrate choices. Mm-hmm. What are Did, some of your favorites? Well, I love Beans squash. and legumes, by the way, sorry, are a really great source yeah. of carbohydrate. Yeah. No, I love squashes. I just got this brand new squash I've never tried before. Oh. Potamarin. Have oh, you heard of no. it? I never heard oh. of it before last week and I saw it. It looks Yum. like a pumpkin. Gonna, oh. So I want to try it. I love you acorn squash. squash good in America. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of squash. <laughs> but what about, do people need to be worried about Well, see, portions? one thing about carbohydrates is that I've seen a low carbohydrate diet can stress the thyroid gland and I'm the glad adrenal you said gland. This. Yeah. yeah. Like I've noticed a lot, like even, it also can disrupt sleep. Mm hmm. You know, that, as I said, we the carbohydrates, they exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't eat as much. So maybe mm-hmm. keeping your carbohydrates to a little bit of breakfast, like good fruits. Like mm-hmm. fruits are a really good source of carbohydrates. Berries, green apples, papaya, like the good low GI fruits, great for breakfast time. And then maybe you want to have like some, I love some sweet potato and pumpkin or butternut squash at lunchtime. But then maybe dinner's like lots of greens mm-hmm. and protein. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's why I do think... As long as you're getting in them in in some way, okay, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, love that. Well, thank you so much. Oh, and I have to go. We always want to. I I could talk, talk to you more. for five hours. <laughs> I know I have so many more questions. So that you're just I'm gonna have so to come back. A hundred percent. Yes, I'll be here back in LA very soon. I'm so excited. I know. Thank you for having me. It's always an honor just to no, like have this conversation. It's an honor for me. I love sitting with you and doing it in person. It's yes. so nice. But why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can sign up for your program? Yeah. Well, my website for recipes and health tips is Jessica Seppel 
jshealth.com and the programs on the website and my social media is jshealth lots of healthy recipes and tips yes so many amazing recipes <laughs> i saw you posted one a while back that i was thinking about what? the other day it was like cookie dough bars ah uh, yes so, cookie dough balls yeah 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 so good yeah need them right to, now yeah absolutely i'm actually hungry for lunch oh my gosh well it's about time well thank you again for joining me <laughs> thank and you so much thank i you can't wait to have you listened. back again oh me too <laughs> lots right. of love bye. bye huge thank you to jessica for coming back on the podcast always have a fabulous time talking to her and i hope that you guys enjoyed that as much as i did make sure that you head to her website jessicaseppel.com make sure you check out her program her books she is incredible all of her information will be in the show notes follow her on instagram at js health so many amazing things from her and i know she's just going to continue to put out incredible things into this world so i cannot wait to see all of the things in her future very exciting make sure you show her some love and make sure that you leave a rating interview on itunes if you like this and share the podcast if you enjoyed it subscribe if you want to show support and tell people about it and don't forget to enter into the giveaway if you haven't already it ends march 30th 2018 that is the date listen to the last podcast episode number 100 to learn all of the details and that's all I have for you this week. So it was a pleasure chatting with you. I hope you enjoyed this one and I'll talk to you again next Monday. Bye.